One spot is filled in Houston for the College Football Playoff National Championship. This is College Game Day Immediate Aftermath podcast from the Rose Bowl, another overtime classic in Pasadena. Reese Davis, Pete Thamel here, Michigan wins the Rose Bowl for the first time since January of 98 after the 97 season, which was also the last time the Wolverines won a national championship. They beat Alabama 27 to 20 and sort of a weird game. Mm -hmm. It was a slugfest. It wasn't like people were throwing haymakers at each other. It was like, uh, you know, Roman Greco wrestling with a lot of mistakes in the middle (laughs) of it, but it was, it was tough. It was intense, mm-hmm. and then it was clutch, especially yeah. by Michigan on the final drive in the second half. Let's be clear. Michigan earned this win, Reese. They out-SEC'd Alabama, plain and simple. When I think back five years from now in this game, I'm going to think of Mason Graham busting through that line, hauling down, I believe it was McClellan for the big TFL in overtime, and I don't know if I'd love the play of call from Tommy Reese, and we can get into that on uh, fourth in the game from the three. Oh, I can tell you that was – not yes. a good play call in yes. my judgment. But they ran yeah. right into a wall. It yeah. just it was plain and simple. That play didn't have a chance from Jump Street. And it showed a lack of intuition of what actually worked all day. Mm-hmm. Because I believe we haven't seen a stat sheet yet officially, at least six sacks for Michigan. Yes. And just utter dominance. Uh, talked to a couple of the assistant coaches at Michigan after the game and the kind of the scrum in front of the trophy presentation. They really credited Jesse Minter with an aggressive game plan. And we saw that early. I saw one play where two defensive backs blitzed uh, mm-hmm. from the same side. So there was creativity. Milrow never got comfortable. Uh, Michigan outphysicaled and Michigan outcoached. Alabama. There, there's no doubt about that, especially in the first half. It was a three-point game, and that was a miracle because mm-hmm. Michigan had dominated the game, but they made mistakes in special teams, and Alabama took advantage of them to keep it close. And to Alabama's credit, they gained a little footing mm-hmm. in the second half, took the lead, and really had a chance to put the game sure. away and had a chance to make a stop. But it would have felt like that they had stolen the game. I would agree because with that. I, I think Michigan proved from the from the early part of the game that they were they're a more mature team. Mm-hmm. They're they're an older team, and they were they were the better team, and they got um, more consistent quarterback play. But to your point about the about the pressure from Jesse Minter, I felt as if the offensive line was confused on assignments. Mm-hmm. Milrow was confused and didn't recognize where pressure was coming from. They didn't get the ball out of the hands quickly enough, and they were just they spent basically the entire first half confused and then when they got down uh for the last play in overtime on the fourth down after the good throw from Milrow to Burton to get the completion mm-hmm. you kind of knew Michigan was going to come after them and dare yes. them you that almost begged for something a little a little more creative a little misdirection uh, a little trickeration type which we saw from Michigan yes. uh, a few times over the course of the game whether it was a double pick yeah. on the first uh, the one mm-hmm. touchdown to Corum or uh, you know they they were very creative on both sides of the ball. Watching the game from field level, I really felt like Michigan's misdirection was the key to their mm-hmm. offense having success throughout the game. And watching from field level, I say, I just sat there and was like, where's the ball? Mm-hmm. Where's the ball? And you could tell Alabama players were frozen. There was some carping about missed assignments and some, hey, where were you? Where were you mm-hmm. on that stuff? And, and give them credit, they did not really – gashed down through the through the teeth of Alabama in the first half. They worked the edges. I thought they broke a lot of tendencies, right? Mm-hmm. Like Blake Corum 
was not the pass catcher you would think. And he had two huge catches, one on that pick play where the tight ends went to one side and he flooded over by himself uh, for the, I believe, Michigan's first touchdown. I felt like Michigan did a lot of things they hadn't done this year. Uh, one thing coaches always say about them is they'll put in a whole new run game that you haven't seen. And I felt mm -hmm. like Alabama did a good job adjusting to that, but that mm -hmm. allowed Michigan to get a hold of the game and control it in the first half. And let's also give credit for the because look when you do the last play of the game that's going to get a lot of attention but the Blake Corum touchdown run in overtime oh I mean yes. just a just an impressive display of skill and toughness and you know look sportscasters say things like this all the mm -hmm. time the want to the desire the refusal to be denied yeah. and I can't really think of a more accurate <clears throat> way to describe the way he ran those last couple of carries in overtime. So he didn't have as good of a year in 23 as he had in 22. Mm -hmm. He was coming off a severe knee injury. So obviously that's going to happen. Their O-line maybe took a tick back. There were a lot of factors. But one thing coaches had told me going into the game was Corum is just going to run what is blocked for him. And those coaches were wrong. Because on that play, he clearly, it was not blocked for a 17-yard touchdown. It was mm -hmm. blocked for six or seven yards, and then you go down. And he twisted and turned and put his shoulders down. And when you're on the field level, you really feel that low center of gravity for Corum and how hard it is to get, get around him so yes that to me obviously that was probably the biggest touchdown of the game and then the defensive stop at the end and then Mason Graham just busting through the line like there were just assertions of physical dominance by Michigan that I think defined this game and there was also bravery and you know uh, and courage in play calling when mm -hmm. Harbaugh went for it on fourth and two from his inside his own 35 and he had his timeouts left but Will Reichert had been the MVP for Alabama's offense, mm -hmm. knocking through two long field goals. And if you don't get that first down, you're basically in field goal range. Yes. And you have to use all your timeouts mm -hmm. or potentially, or it's a two possession game. And instead they get the big game, which would have been bigger if not mm -hmm. for the, the block in the back at the end. But it was, uh, I think uh, Fowler probably called it accurately. He said, push all the chips to the center of the table. Now, look, they had their three timeouts. Sure. They could have stopped them and made it yeah. have been a long field goal. So maybe, maybe it wasn't the be-all, end-all. But at the moment, it felt like if they don't convert sure. here, then Alabama's going to run three plays, get Riker closer, and they're going to go up by 10, mm -hmm. and it's going to be ball game. Yeah. And instead, Harbaugh trusted his guys, yeah. and they came up with yet another play, slipping Corum out, mm -hmm. something that you know confused Alabama's defenders and left a wide-open, easy throw for McCarthy to make. It felt like whenever they needed a yard, needed a play, they did something completely unexpected. Right. And that's the highest compliment to them. Now... The reason why Alabama was still in the game is because the happiest person leaving the Rose Bowl tonight is Jay Harbaugh, who is one of the best special teams coaches in the country. Look at the mm -hmm. metrics every year. I talk to all these coaches for opposing opponent previews. They praise Michigan special teams a plus. Michigan special teams tonight, self-destructed. There was mm -hmm. obviously two fumbles on the punts. There was a missed field goals. It just was not a good night. And that's not necessarily on the coach because those are, those are player execution errors, but ultimately they had, to, they had to have the pit in their stomach going into overtime. Um, even I actually watched the kicker exhale before the final extra point in overtime, and you, I could actually mm -hmm. feel his shoulders drop on the mm -hmm. sideline. Yeah. That muffed punt at the end of regulation was right in front of where I was standing oh, to get ready for the trophy ceremony. And I'm here to tell you that was a few inches away and milliseconds away yeah. from being recovered by Alabama either over on the one-inch line or in the end zone for a touchdown. Now, people around me started yelling safety, but it, that you can't do Correct. that. The impetus yeah. of the ball carrying it in is, is yes. not a safety. But um, 
that was I a mean, wow that moment. Was like, disastrous. Yeah. And he made a he made a, a great play to get the ball back sure. and, yes. and to make sure that they didn't yeah. give the game away yes. right there at the end. So when they get to the national championship game, there are plenty of things to clean up. But given Michigan's history in the college football playoff, and for us, uh, those of us who really enjoy the history of the sport, sure. Michigan's failure on this stage and the Rose Bowl mm -hmm. specifically and generally the national championship type stages is well documented. Sure. The 1997 national championship was a shared one, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't take away from it. Sure. It just means, you know, there were a sizable number of people who thought that Nebraska was a national yeah. champion. I think their last outright was 1948. That's, uh, I mean, that's almost unfathomable because they, Bo Schimbeckler had the long, a winless streak in bowls. And he was two and eight in Pasadena. Harbaugh had lost six in a row in bowl games, you know, before winning this game tonight. So there was, it was a cathartic win oh, sure. for Michigan people, yeah. not only because of Connor Stallions and the NCAA investigation and the Michigan versus everybody feel, but there's a generation of Michigan people who feel frustration on the grandest stages, and they mm -hmm. came through sure. now and have a chance to win a national championship. No, I think that's really well said. I think Harbaugh's one in six in bowl games. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, now two. Yeah, two. In, yes, yeah, obviously right. he entered one in six, yes, I, should, I should say. Yeah. But just walking through the concourse here at the Rose Bowl, and the great parts of being at the Rose Bowl is you are among the people. You are not like in a hermetically sealed press box. You feel it, and you could, you know, I just heard a guy yelling, bye, Nick, like on the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely feel like this it's not the first time but for a generation of fans it feels like the first time and they are on the cusp and I will be so bold as to say they will be favored to win the national title right now we're doing this in the immediate aftermath Correct. and I as you know I've had a high regard for Michigan all year preseason sure. number one Jim likes to point I'm, that out he does and I appreciate <laughs> that but I need to see how the second games play before That's fair. I decide because That's fair. Th there were enough. I'll take the hot takes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were enough flaws in that sure. in that game tonight against a really um, a tough, hard nosed, resilient, but probably a year away mm -hmm. um, Alabama team that maybe Michigan should have handled them a little better. You know, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. you can make you can make that argument. So. Um, you know, I don't want to take anything away what from Michigan. What did Michigan end up in passing? Do you know? I, I didn't have the ears in. So. Yeah, I don't have it in yeah. front of me right now. Taylor's I would guess it was under right 200 now. yards. Uh, I think it was. They were over 300 for, uh, in total offense for the game. But, um, 222. 222? Okay. 222. Okay, so McCarthy hadn't been over 150 yards in the last four games. Yes. So they, they had, and they had a few chunk plays, which yes, is something they did. that we pointed out in the various pregames, whether it's college game day or the pregame show for the Rose Bowl that they hadn't had a lot of explosive plays, but they hadn't had negative ones. And they mm -hmm. still were able to avoid negative plays tonight, but then they were able to uh, mix in some chunk plays, both running and passing tonight, that was very helpful to them. Yeah, I really think the the two coordinators at Michigan, it was it was a master class tonight. There's no yeah. other there's no other way to say it. Sharon Moore, I think, set the tone for some of this aggression, right? That Ohio State game, he mm -hmm. called a bold, aggressive game, and it kept Ohio State on their heels in Jim Harbaugh's absence. Tonight, they were super creative with their run game and being able to get to the edges. And again, when they needed to, they went up the middle. But I thought really in the first half on that first touchdown drive, they did a great job. They had a little pitch play that got them going for mm -hmm. the first first down. I thought that drive epitomized the great play calling for Michigan tonight. Yeah, it's um, you know, the one thing you can always say, even if Alabama is loose in different spots, they don't go down without kicking and screaming. Yeah. And, you know, the way they were dominated in the first half, 
and then to have the lead and uh, come back. And then for Michigan not to tighten up yeah. because when you've outplayed a team sure. that badly and you're one play away from losing the game, they never tightened up, yeah. which I think is – And they came out really tight too. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy was near disastrous on yeah. the first play of the game. Yeah. And then after the first series – He was trying to throw the ball away and almost threw an interception. Yes, yeah. yes. And then after the first series, they fumbled the punt. Yeah. So it's like – I mean, just two potentially catastrophic things. Now, the interception got overturned and the, mm -hmm. the muff punt ended in a field goal. Is that yeah, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, but still no, – like, You know what? No, it didn't. Uh, that was the McClellan touchdown. I think that was the early right. touchdown. That's right. Alabama, and, they, and they went down. Yeah. And really, that was the only offense Alabama mustered yeah. for, for in the first half of, of, of significance. I think they had one long field goal. Too. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really interesting because they came out super tight and then they never retightened. Yeah. Uh, credit to Michigan going to the national championship game. So one spot is filled. And, and Pete, I think I'm bouncing out of here. Uh, so you'll be you'll be with the immediate aftermath and reaction of the Sugar Bowl because I have a red eye to catch. I will be locked in, Paulo Getty, and I will give you the uh, give you the, our first title game preview. Yeah, you know my favorite part though of the trophy presentation was when I asked Jim about it, and you know just sort of wanted to get some fun and ask him who's got it better than you. And the first time he goes. Uh, oh, I know the answer to that one. <laughs> he had yeah. a lot of so answers. So did the crowd when yeah. he asked it, by the yeah. way. I felt that. <laughs> he had a lot of answers tonight, and he'll take some of those into Houston in the national championship game.